This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Biden and the executive order. That's the news that's just coming across on our watch. What do you make of his suggestion that he's looking at this? I don't know. Are the ice cream shops closed in California? Maybe he didn't have anything to do. You know, as you pointed out, he could have done this when things started getting out of control three years ago. So now he's desperate. The Democratic Party's desperate. Um, Biden, you know, this is his big deficit right now. It's neck and neck with inflation. Biden doesn't want to fix the border. The progressives like the open border. They can they feel they'll prosper from uh, foreign nationals streaming in here in the future. That's what it's all about. There's no way on earth that this should be happening. There's no rational reason to allow more than 10 million foreign nationals unsupervised in the country and bankrupting local municipalities in the process. New York City is going to be bankrupt because of this. They're now going to pay migrants $15,000 a year. They don't have the money. My man Bill O'Reilly... That's News Nation, the other Cuomo brother, Chris. <laughs> Bill does a great job on that show. He's an important voice on that show because most of the people that watch that show, quite frankly, are morons. They're liberals, are morons. So Bill goes on there and uh, teaches them a thing or two, you know what I'm saying, because Bill's the best. Whether it's weeknights here on WABC at 9 p.m. or his own great website, BillOReilly.com, great interviews, great TV, great columns, his Killing Series, now 13, and he's got a new book coming out, which he talked about when he joined me on President's Day, which I'm so excited about. He actually goes through every president from Washington to current-day Biden. That'll be out this fall. And uh, listen, he's just the best of all time. That's the bottom line. My friend Bill O'Reilly. Bill, good morning, buddy. How are you? Um, uh, okay, you know, I'm, uh, working way too hard for an old guy. <laughs> yeah, you do you work know, hard, old man. Old guys, this, this is what I don't understand about my life. I should be in a golf cart playing pickleball somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Uh, the guys that I went to college with, that I played sports with, all of those guys, I mean, they're out there on the putting greens. They're, you know, you talked about the rich people in New York uh, dining at these places and all that. I mean, and then here I am, okay, <laughs> to my eyebrows in work. And I'm going, why am I doing this? I really, it's really a neurosis. I am neurotic. There's no doubt. No, it's, 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 I'll give you a little more credit than that because the truth is, if we have an honest conversation, you can afford to do it. You can move down to Delray Beach tomorrow. You can play sure. pickleball. You can play golf. You can have a nice five o'clock dinner on Atlantic Avenue. You'd have a wonderful life. Uh, but you can't do that because, and here it comes. You're too smart. You're too smart. It, it isn't that, I don't think. It's I get so annoyed and sometimes even angry at, at the unfairness of our country that I've got to have a place to vent. That's why I work. I sit here, and you're right. I'm comfortable. I've worked hard my whole life. I can do what I want to do. I could go over to Switzerland and yodel. I could, I could go to Tahiti and do the little fire dance. I can do all of that. But it gets me so angry and um, when I see people like me, you know, from Levittown, 
from Brooklyn, from the Bronx, wherever, working their butt off to try to improve their station in life and give their family a nice life. And every time they turn around, they're getting it right between the eyes by the corrupt, incompetent people who are running our country and our state. All that's true. So I guess um, you can't help yourself because, you know, you feel like you, you get angry, you gotta you got to put and your voice it. out there. But yeah. I would ask you this. Do you feel like at this point there's a bigger obligation? Because one thing you always talk about, and you've been more accurate than anybody on this, is the corrupt media. I've actually, at this point, Bill O'Reilly, I have designated the media here in the United States as domestic terrorists. I really believe that's true because their rhetoric is so, uh, they lie so much, they cause so much controversy, people get killed. So you've been on top of that forever. Do you feel like, above and beyond what you want to do, that you have an obligation because the media is so corrupt, you're obligated to tell the truth? Well, I want to have, I want to create a place where people can go, and we have done that, BillOReilly.com, to set the record straight. So this is a, a good example because it goes against what we usually see, which is corruption in the liberal media. This guy, Alexander Smirnov, you know him, who uh, accused Biden uh, of taking $5 million and Hunter Biden at $5 million from Burisma yeah. cash. It turns out this guy lied, right? Well, we don't know yet, but he's arrested and charged with lying to the FBI when he said that. I did not cover that story. I didn't mention the man's name. Why not? Now, everybody else did on on the liberal media ignored it but they mentioned it, and the conservative media ran wild with it. And I didn't mention it one time. And the reason I didn't do that was because I couldn't verify any of this. Hmm. I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know what his motive was. There was no way I could verify what he said, so I didn't report it. I'm one of the few that didn't report it. And that's what I do. I set up this apparatus where if you watch or listen to me on WABC, I'm not going to tell you stuff that's speculative. I'm not going to spin it. I'm going to tell you the truth as far as we know it. And if we don't know it, I'm not going to report it. But, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll make opinions – which yeah, is but opinions have to be based on facts. So here's an opinion. James Biden goes into the House Oversight Committee yesterday, right? Right. And he says to the Congress people, and this is in the impeachment inquiry. And by the way, Biden's not going to get impeached. So anybody rooting for that or think it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. All right. The Republicans are going to try to embarrass the president. But they're going to streamline it down so that the election tells the tale. They're not going to bother with this stuff because there's too much backlash on it. But anyway, James goes in. Now, I know 100% that James Biden and Hunter Biden enriched themselves by selling influence to foreign concerns. 
And how do I know that? Banking records that Congress has in their possession show about $20 million flowing into these guys, their companies. For what? (laughs) They didn't do anything. They didn't get up at 2 in the morning like you and go to work. Nope. They did nothing. So I know that, and everybody should know it. Some people don't care. I, you know, I, I debated Cuomo on this last night on NewsNation. He goes, oh, shouldn't we just stop this? I said, what? I, you know, selling influence is a felony. 100%. All right, that's a crime. Right. And you don't want to know. And I said that to him yeah. on NewsNation. Good for I you. Said, you don't want to know. Right. But they can't get enough, Chris Cuomo and the rest of these guys, of all the Donald Trump stuff, which is the yeah, most fabricated case understand, ever. I yeah. understand why they're doing that. But when you go back, to, and then James Biden goes in and says, oh, I, my brother, the president, had nothing to do with our businesses. Well, what do you think he's going to say? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. And then there's they're CNN last night going, well, we ought to stop this now. Sure, fine. Yeah. I mean, come on. So as the media declines and as it becomes more and more difficult for working people to get any kind of valid information, I feel guilty if I don't do what I've been trained to do. And that's why I'm here whining on (laughs) WHO. You're not whining, but you just answered my question, yes, which was, do you feel a certain obligation, Bill, to do this, even if you don't want to do it? And the answer is yes. And by the way, we are glad you do. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, I am going to ask Bill O'Reilly to not just give us facts, but speculate as well. The greatest in the history of our business, Bill O'Reilly, will be back with me right after this. Jesse James. an accident trust gabo law personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time gabo law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you but don't take our word for it read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on google avo and facebook call gabo law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
Get folks, as we've done all week long, we go till 11 o'clock today and tomorrow. Brian Kilmeade still on vacation, so uh, for the fourth consecutive day today, we'll go till 11. And Alex Trayman will join us from JNS.org live from Jerusalem. He's terrific, and it looks like I'm going to have Mike Piazza in the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow. Just another voice to try to convince Jim Flippin, who won't listen to anybody whether it's Russo or Beningo, that the Mets stink. You know when I go to Met games, before I get back to Trump and all these politics, you know what takes me to a lot of Met games? Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill is a diehard Met fan, and uh, he's honest about everything. So before we get back to Trump and all that, I know you go to a lot of games every year. I told Russo two days ago, I don't remember the last time I was less enthusiastic about a Met season than I am right now. How do you feel about the Mets? Well, number one, I want you to say hello to Piazza for me. <clears throat> Good guy. Yes. Um, quintessential New York guy. Um, you know, played hard and um, was really uh, extraordinary in his career. Um, he, I've spent uh, a little bit of time with him, and he's just a top-rate guy. So just tell him I said hello. Uh, I don't know about the Mets. The Japanese pitcher Senga now is a sore arm, and, you know, that's the problem is that these guys, uh, the teams depend on them so much, and then they get hurt, and then the whole season goes south. So what the Mets are doing now is they're rolling the dice on the younger players, and we don't know whether the younger players are going to perform. And that's why everybody is kind of a – and the Yankees are almost the same way in the sense that, yeah, on paper – it looks like you're competitive, but we don't know. But I think the Mets are going to do better than people expect because there's stability uh, in the lineup. And if you look at it across the board, third base is a problem. Um, and I hope this guy, uh, Beatty, uh, the younger uh, player, I hope he gets it uh, and, and, and hits enough. But I think that they're going to do okay. Um, they loaded up with a lot of people that nobody ever heard of. And it's basically we're hoping one out of four comes through. Right. So I'm not down on them. Um, you know, I'm, um, you and I will go to a couple of games this summer. And, Love that. You know, when that happens, uh, the whole stadium just goes into a <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we got to make our way into uh, Cohen's box again because I met uh, Steve Cohen through you two years ago at a Met yes. Cubs game. Because I have to ask him, other than maybe Anthony Scaramucci, your neighbor in his ear, why in a million years would you ever given one dollar to Chris Christie? Take that money and give it to the Mets. I mean, come on. What was he thinking? Well, they're pals. You know how it is. Is that what it I is? Mean, everybody yeah. knows everybody and, and that kind of thing. Okay, so answer this for me. Uh, Christie's long gone. Okay, so here's Nikki Haley. Okay? I yeah. get it. 
I get it, Bill. Yeah. Anti-Trumpers, they hate Trump. They'll do anything. But come on. She has no chance. She's lost by double digits everywhere. Didn't even show up in Nevada. She's down by 32 right now in South Carolina. And if she stays around till Super Tuesday, do you realize she's losing all 15 states and at least seven of those states? She's down by 60 points, and she's still collecting millions and millions of dollars. Are people that, that wealthy or that stupid? Look, I don't know about the donors, but I do know that it, if I'm Nikki Haley, I stay in. Why not? What else does she have to She's do? She's embarrassing herself. Ah, you know, number one, she gets to keep all the money that's donated to her, even if she drops out. Okay, just think about that for a moment. Really? So if you donate to a political action committee or a candidate, they get to keep the money. Right. Don't have to give it back. Yeah. That's uh, so why Cuomo... Governor of New York, he can run again for whatever he wants to run for because he's got a war chest of money that was given to him years ago that he can spend on anything he wants, not personal stuff. Right, right. He can't go and buy a Gucci bag. Right. George Santos can't get Botox. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Hello, so George. If you're Nikki Haley yeah. and you don't have a job and you don't have anything to do, and you're getting all this media coverage and becoming very famous. You're saying, you know, in four years, I'm going to be a front runner nope. in the Republican Party. Couldn't disagree more. In fact, what she should do, to your point, is become a Democrat because that's all she's good for right now. Because if Trump wins, she's certainly no, she finished. Can't. Just her, listen. Just her posture on abortion, she could never in a million but, but years Bill, be a Democrat. She's murdering herself. I'm a Trump guy. I can't stand her. I, I despise know, her I as know, much. But yeah, but people's, what? People's memories are short. No, they're not. Not when it comes to Trump. Oh, no, they're well, not. And, no, I, mean, and no, I would tell you this. <laughs> and I would tell you this. Whoever he picks as vice president, I don't no. care if it's Stefanik, DeSantis, I don't care if it's uh, the Tulsi Gabbard, that person has a huge inside track on being the 2012 candidate, not the one who trashed the guy that may very well be president twice in three terms. I want uh, Trump to pick Travis Kelsey as vice president. (laughs) That's what I want, because you can then sick Travis. You can go and yell. You can yell at them. You can hover over them. And then if you pick Travis Kelsey as VP, KT has to endorse Trump. <laughs> That's true. Okay? Yeah, you could use that. So, so this is why I am an advisor to all these politicians. Travis Kelty for BP. I you love it. Tay-Tay <laughs> in the bargain. He could use Tay-Tay's help. But on a serious note, whoever he picks out of these six people, he made the point very clear a couple of days ago, look, the VP doesn't win it for the president. I'll pick somebody great. I'll love this person. But I'm going to win this based on my own merit. Sure. And, and it ain't going to be Nikki. So so what do you, what do you, you know, you've been uh, pretty adamant that you didn't think Joe Biden was going to be there in November. No. You still feel that way? Yes, I do. I mean, this guy can barely walk to the car. So what's the exit then? How does it happen? It It's an easy exit. You do what LBJ did in 1968. So somewhere in the middle of June, he writes a letter and, and or holds uh, – he's never going to hold a press conference, but he makes an announcement that because of health reasons, I'm not going to run for re-election. And I'm going to put all the delegates that I have at the disposal of the convention. 
Well, let me ask you this. Who convinces him to do that? Because I've had other conversations with people not as smart as you. I'll give you that. Yeah, but they're like, he's not giving it up. I, he doesn't want to give it up. But more importantly, his wife doesn't want to give it up. And she's calling all the shots. Right. All right. So she loves the power and doesn't want to give it up. But there comes a point in everybody's life where you just can't function. And he's rapidly getting to that point. He's not going to be able to function. You know, and I saw it, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with my own mother. My mother deteriorated in the same age level that he is from a vibrant woman into somebody who could basically stay in the house all the time. And that's what's going to happen to him. If you just watch his walk, his gait, I mean, it's he. It's you're going. This is not going in the right direction. So it's almost a race against time. Uh, but I still don't believe that he's going to be there. However, I could be wrong. Obviously. Well, the other question is if they can't convince Michelle Obama to do it, I don't know what they do. I don't know. I don't know. You know, then it becomes a free for all. Uh, where Whitmer in Michigan and uh, the guy who has a th- now a $75 billion deficit in California, mm. Newsom, mm. can you imagine that? He came in with a surplus <laughs> because Governor Jerry Brown was the cheapest guy in the world. Yeah. Okay? I mean, Jerry Brown was looking at uh, how many paper clips did we get this week? <laughs> I mean, he was a real micromanager. And he, and he left the state of Florida. We left the governorship with a surplus. And this guy's going to run a 75. Come on. You can't, but anyway, they'll all go in and they'll all make their case. And then the delegates will vote for the who the delegates think can beat Trump. In the uh, final 60 to 90 seconds, one of the things that uh, one of the very many things you do very well is you criticize Trump when he needs to be criticized. You give him credit when he needs credit. And and uh, Trump respects the hell out of you. I know that for a fact. That's a fact. Respects the hell out of you. How do you think Trump is doing so far? Because if I hear from one more person, oh, if Trump was a little nicer, I'm begging you to stop. How do you think Trump is doing so far? Well, look, he's holding his own in the sense that I have never seen a human being able to absorb more punishment than Donald Trump ever. Ever. I mean, I'm, and I'm going back to Floyd Patterson getting killed by Sonny Liston. All right? That's a good one. That's how far I'm going. Right. I have never seen anybody absorb this kind of punishment. And it's because he compartmentalizes Trump. I mean, he's there, he's there, and then wherever he goes, it's a whole different thing. He's not thinking about where he just has been. But I think that, and I've told him this time and time again, his record is what he should be touting rather than the feuds. But that being said, he has a perfect right to tell America that this prosecution in New York City, in Atlanta, uh, the special counsel about this kind of theoretical conspiracy on January 6th, this is designed to take your vote away. And it is voter suppression. And that is a huge, huge thing. That if this continues, every single person who runs for office puts themselves at risk for somebody like Letitia James to come in and ruin their life. Yeah. And think about it. 
This is what Putin does. This is what the mullahs in Iran do. Yeah. You oppose them, they break you. Yeah, look at Navalny. Absolutely. And it's the same concept. It's just getting underway in America. But this New York thing, this $350 million thing, that's one of the worst political scandals of all time in this country. Agreed. So do you think that that will end up getting Trump both? Because we talk about, you yes. know, Trump's bait. It will. You, you think. Yes. You, you, now, let me ask you this. Independence, maybe. Do you think even some fair-minded Democrats would exit the party and vote for Trump based on this? No. No way. Okay. Really? Nope. That's depressing. It's peer pressure. I mean, if you're a Democrat, an outspoken Democrat, a liberal person, and you say, you know, I think I might vote for Donald Trump, you're going to lose all your friends. All your friends. What what, what if you're not outspoken? What if we just go into the polls? Yeah, if you're a stealth person, sure. But, you know, you're talking about Democrats who are proud to wave the open border flag. Morons. Yeah, we want more open border. Come on, idiots. So right now. Remember that guy? Come on down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Price is right. In Florida. (laughs) No, no, he was selling little houses. Oh, the guy. Come on down. I want to find him and make a TV commercial and put him in El Paso and go, hey, (laughs) we want more. Come on. Oh, Phoenix. Eric Adams just got your check. Yeah, exactly. the little check sound by Eric Adams. Come on. So uh, if the election was tomorrow, tomorrow. You can't call it. Can't. You can't can't call call it? it? You don't think Trump would win relatively easily? Uh, No. No. I think it would be close. Because it's so the dynamic is so fluid in this country. I mean, black voters, for example, if they stay at only 60% for Biden, which is what the polls say, then Trump wins. Right. But if something happens um, with a defect, then it's very, very tight. Believe me when I tell you. You cannot call it at this point, but something is going to happen. I said this on the No Spin News. Something is going to happen between now and Election Day that will define this race because it's always happened in America. When we reach a crisis point, and we are there, something happens. Oh, my God. You know that's ominous and exciting at the same time? If that's possible. Well, that's why I'm not playing pickleball. <laughs> Thank God you're not. Another am- another amazing appeal. Boy, can I say you're the best. This was great. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll do it again soon. Thank All you. Right, Sid, thanks for having me. How about Thank that? You. How great was that, Bill O'Reilly?